This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. A couple of things we're going to chat about. Obviously, uh, we were, funny, we've been discussing this for the past couple of days, Gordon, and it's finally official. Tom Brady has said goodbye. So we have a ton of reaction on that. But our top story, Gordon, broke uh, this afternoon as I was watching the Michael K show. It is, <clears throat> excuse me, just incredible. And it involves Brian Flores, who is suing the National Football League three teams, alleging racism and hiring practices. And you've heard it. We'll, we'll go through it. We'll go in depth into it. It's a 58-page lawsuit filed uh, in federal court earlier today. But, Gordon, the scary thing for me, not only was the situation about, you know, the Giants and what was going on with the, you know, <laughs> Bill Belichick and whatnot, but, Gordon, this is where I thought really about you and, and just fans, period. I mean, he alleges that Dolphins GM Chris Greer told him Ross was mad that Flores' on-field success was compromising the team's draft position. Flores also says, this is in the suit, that Ross pressured him into recruiting a prominent quarterback at the end of the 2019 season, which Flores refused so as to not violate the NFL rules on tampering, meaning you know he wanted him to go in and try to you know recruit or tampering, as we're more familiar with it. But then... If that wasn't enough, Gordon, Flores says Dolphins owner Stephen Ross attempted to incentivize him to tank or purposely lose games shortly after he was hired in 2019, allegedly offering Flores 100K for every game the team lost that season. We were just speaking about this last night, Larry, about the Dolphins, because I, I can't help myself because they're on my mind. They're my football team, and they're a disaster. And I was saying to you last night, when you take these jobs, Jacksonville, Miami, the Texans, there's that level of dysfunction that you can see, that everybody can see from the outside. But you, you know if you follow these teams, is that level of – it's almost like an iceberg. Yeah. And, and the greater dysfunction is all the dysfunction you can't see. And today, because of Brian Flores in this lawsuit – you got to see, at least on the Dolphin side of things, now that's not all the lawsuit is about, but uh-huh. on the Dolphin side of things, just what a level of incompetence and dysfunction there is with that ownership group and with that owner, Stephen Ross. Uh, the, the fact that you would go about a team plan to tank a season, which, okay, it had its benefits. If they would have actually tanked the season, they would have Joe Burrow right now, not mm-hmm. the Cincinnati Bengals. But you hire a coach who's not on board with it. And then you're trying to bribe him with $100,000 incentives so that he'll start losing games. The easiest part of the tank, there's a lot of things that can go wrong with tanking. The actual losing of the games, that's supposed to be the easy part. And Miami, under Stephen Ross, they couldn't even get that part right. And here's the scary thing. And so it makes you think, Gordon, that he got fired because he didn't get the job done for losing enough draft choice, losing enough games. Oh, absolutely. I, right. I, look, I don't know whether the legal aspects of these, this, this lawsuit, I don't know whether he'll be able to prove these things in court. Mm-hmm. Do I believe Brian Flores? 100,000% in regards to the Dolphins, in regards to the Giants. The Broncos won, I don't know. That, mm-hmm. I don't follow that closely. It seems like they're, they're alleging other things. I'll have to see how that one plays out. But at least the, of the big bombshell report here that he had about getting a text message from Bill Belichick, who, yeah. who basically <laughs> screwed up which Brian he was talking to, yeah. I 1,000% believe Brian Flores. And regards to everything that went on in Miami, 
I 100,000% believe that he is telling the truth. I mean, how, why would you make something up like that? Well, uh, look, there is an incentive. If you are fired, you feel like unfairly and, and you want to go out uh, against your boss and, 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 and smear him and, and publicly uh, you know, sue him or whatnot. The problem is it's completely believable. I mean, I can mm-hmm. see all of these things that he is saying. The fact that the owner is so clueless about – and it seems like – I don't know if it's been confirmed. The quarterback that he's mentioning is, is Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So yep. that was the guy who was on the yacht. He, Brady's from Michigan. Stephen Ross loves Michigan. That's what mm-hmm. he's all about, Michigan, Michigan, Michigan. So the fact that Flores knew enough to not go and have the meeting because it broke tampering rules – Whereas the owner of the Dolphins, they don't care about the... I mean, this no. guy is so clueless, Larry. It's unbelievable. He's a real-life genius. I mean, to build the, the wealth that he has, he obviously is a real-world genius. In terms of the NFL, this guy is a stone-cold bobo. Uh, there's nothing this guy can get right. Every time he comes out and speaks publicly, you feel worse about the situation. It's amazing. And the stuff that Flores is saying, I, I would I'd be willing to bet money that all of that is true. I agree with you. I really do. And from the coaching situation, I mean, Gordon, we've talked about this. It happens all the time. This is not a surprise. No. This is not a surprise for me. Now, here's the thing, and I I take my hat off to Brian Flores, because, Gordon, there is a very good chance he has coached his last game in the National Football League. Absolutely, Larry. Absolutely. For you making that stand like this, listen, I applaud you, and I get it. I I stand and, and applaud you and salute you because... There's, the NFL does not want this, Gordon. They don't want this opened up. You see how they deal with situations like this, okay? Flores is not coming back, ladies and gentlemen. I saw some tweets. Oh, you could, he could be my defensive coordinator right now. That's not happening. That is not happening. He is done in the National Football League, and it's a shame. But somebody had to take that step. And here's, here's the scary thing about this for me. I don't know that it changes, Gordon. Uh, I don't Larry, know that it makes a difference. It's like you're reading my mind. Uh, we, we heard that, that promo there. I'm not sure who it was that was saying the promo, but this is going to change everything in the NFL. This I don't know. I, uh, again, I don't know the legal ab- aspects of it. I'm not a lawyer, clearly, but I would be surprised. I would be surprised. that the, the, the wheel keeps turning. The, the, the train keeps coming, and nothing ever changes. We've seen this happen in Washington with all the different stories that have happened there. We've seen it in other places where things have happened, and, oh, this is going to change this. this is, Nothing changes. The, the, cash, the checks keep cashing. Everybody yep. keeps going along. And those NFL owners, they have a very long memory. So for Brian Flores' sake, I hope he does get another opportunity. As I've said to you many times, I think he's an excellent head coach who has obviously some flaws. But he had to know by doing this, he put in jeopardy the chances of him ever coaching in the NFL again. Unfortunately. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I hate to say that. I hope it's not true. But he had to no, know that. Coaching. No, I really don't see it, Gordon. And here, here's the sad thing is that the reason why I feel it's not going to change is because these owners are not changing. They have the attitude of whatever you do. I mean, what else can, can quote-unquote, the NFL do, Gordon? Here, we'll, you draft choices if you pick a coach. Draft choices if you get a GM. You get extra draft choices. They have put all the stuff on there. The bottom line is these owners are not changing. And unless you change the ownership situation, which I don't see changing very rapidly either. No. 
That's not going to change. I'd love to change one in Miami from just personal I experience. You would. <laughs> I know you would. And listen, I know a couple of Jet fans who've been begging to change the Jet ownership for a yeah. number of years. Okay? But until that changes, that's not going to work. And unfortunately, because it's coaching, you're not in the situation where money could play a role here, right? It's not... It's not where a sponsor is going to pull out because you don't have an African-American head coach on your team, coaching your football team. Because normally, hate to say it, ladies and gentlemen, in the real world, money talks. Money talks. With all the stuff that happened with, with the Clippers and, and, and all those situations, about all, all the comments the former owner made, I'm not going to repeat them. You guys know what I'm talking about. And the NFL, all the, the NBA moved swiftly. Yes, they did. When you walked in that building in the Staples Center, and all the sponsors, all the billboards had covers on them, that's when the NBA said, you know what, we got to move. <laughs> this, yep. the, you're out. It's about the money. And unfortunately, because it's a head coach and coaching situations, that money's not changing, Gordon. So that's why, call me cynical Larry, I don't see the situation change. And the other thing is, and we're all guilty of this, myself included, is that when the NFL has games going on, you know, Monday through Saturday, these things will be big stories, and we'll all be focused on it. We'll all say what we got to say and, and, and bring up all the different points. But then Sunday comes, and the games come, and we love the games as much. And what happens is it becomes old news very fast. We forget about things very fast. Every, we have so much information at our fingertips now that it's almost impossible to hold on to any of that information because things are flying by. So, so this is a big story today. I'm sure everybody's going to have these bold proclamations of what it's going to mean down the road. I hope it does mean something, but I've just lived long enough to know that this doesn't really change, unfortunately. Uh, and I don't think that the, I hope this is the, is, the, is the one that changes it. Maybe they'll get into court and there'll be something in discovery that, that is a, a bigger blockbuster than this. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I'm sure the NFL doesn't want that, but the guys with the money have the lawyers. And I just know that things don't like things like this do not really impact it as much as we hope it would. No, and the only thing that will help this move along is because there is no Super Bowl, so you can talk about this for the next couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. and you can follow it, and yeah, if they go to Discovery and we start seeing people's emails and we start understanding that, you know what, uh, uh, you know, Ross may have called his buddies in a couple of places, and so when Flores goes to get the interview, guess what? He doesn't get the interview, or there's no chance he's going to get the job, or whatever, you know, collusion, all that stuff, that could come out in Discovery over the next couple of weeks. But guess what, Gordon? Come Super Bowl, there's going to be millions and millions of people sitting down in front of their TV watching this game. Oh, of course. And, and the NFL and, knows and, it. And, and Flores was already having a problem getting a job. I mean, exactly. maybe, maybe he gets Houston, right? I mean, when he got fired, it was like, oh, he could be the Giants coach. He could be the yeah. Bears coach. He could be this coach. He could be that coach. Now we're down to the Jaguars, the, the Texans, obviously not the Dolphins. Uh, there's one or two more, uh, the Saints. He was already having a problem getting a job, and I, this this clearly is not going to help that. But I, no. I, I guess he has made the decision that this is bigger than than him getting an individual job. Clearly, for him, it's not about the money. Totally, Gordon. It's the fact that I want to be a head coach, and I don't want to go back down to coordinator or position coach to try to fight my way back up to being a head coach again, because it takes a while. It does. Making the decision to file the class action complaint today, I understand that I may be risking coaching the game that I love and that has done so much for my family and me. My sincere hope is that by standing up against systemic racism in the National Football League, others will join me to ensure that positive change is made for generations to come. Close quote. 
he understood he know Gordon he knew going in that this was a chance that he he wanted to take and he understands that he may not coach anymore he'd have to he'd have to know that but uh, if this is more important to him uh, and look uh, overall this is a bigger thing than just Absolutely. one coach getting a job here or there it's just it's about him willing to make that sacrifice so i'm i'm assuming he has to be okay with that and if you know the deal going in then and you still uh, want to go ahead with it well then by all means go ahead with it Absolutely. Let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Tom is in Eastchester. Tom, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Um, My question is when when the allegations came out that he made against Miami, did it shock either of you to hear what he said, or has it been so dysfunctional in Miami that when you saw it and you read it, you kind of made it like, you know what, that's icing on the cake for just a dysfunctional franchise, and it really didn't hit you that hard. Gord, you're the Miami I fan. Mean, How did it hit you? I, I, I actually laughed out loud. i got to be honest with you. This, I mean, they are so dysfunctional. I've been screaming it from the I, – I, Larry, I just said to you last night about the Texans and, and the Jaguars. They always mm-hmm. get the, they're always the punchlines where Miami should be right there, if not ahead of those teams, because both of those teams have had far more success. And that owner down there, Stephen Ross, he does not care about winning. It's just about making money, and he's made a bunch of it there. I mean, the fact that the Dolphins right now are looking for a coach and Jim Harbaugh is is dipping his toe, if not his whole body, back in the NFL pond – and this guy has a relationship with Harbaugh and has not interviewed him because he wants Harbaugh to stay at Michigan, tells you all you need to know about the level of dysfunction surrounding the Dolphins under Stephen Ross's ownership. And for me, Tom, it just made me shake my head at all the allegations that people made, and thanks for the phone call, about Brian Flores and, and, and how bad he was in Miami. And listen, I'm not saying that everything that, that was coming out negative about him wasn't what didn't have some merit but boy this puts a whole different light on it it really does because oh, it's because now you're saying oh okay so how much of this is really true how much is this is bad publicity that ross is trying to undermine his coach because now his coach didn't want to lose games for him yeah and and look i'm not telling you that brian flores was an easy guy to get along with but he's an nfl head coach NFL head coaches are not generally sunny, happy people. They're not singing uh, sun, shiny, happy people by R.E.M. very often. They're, they're, they're grumpy people. They're, they're, they're ticked off a lot of the time. And ima- that's just the, the regular head coach. Imagine if you're a head coach that had to deal with the idiots that they have down in Miami, and you're being successful despite that, in spite of all the dysfunction around you, and you get fired because you don't get along with the, the people that don't know what they're doing. That's right. Ryan's in Bronxville. He's next on 98.7. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, Ryan. What's going on, Ryan? So I was calling uh, during the Kaepernick chapter. I was calling the radio, and my sentiment uh, comes around again where I feel that the dilemma lies within the leadership we have in this country uh, during this time and during this uh, era, whether it be with Goodell or Manfred, and even as high up, I remember uh, Trump would comment on the Kaepernick, and I think that our leadership just lacks tremendously, and um, as a person, as a fan, and as a citizen, I rely on leaders in the days of leadership like FDR and Dr. King are just gone, um, and I feel that um, 
the people that got us into this mess, uh, Goodell and the owners, uh, were looking at to get us out of the mess. And I live with a philosophy that if the people that have caused, if you're looking at the people that caused the problem to get you out of the problem, you're probably barking up the wrong tree. And I think that your intro is right on when we have a big problem and Larry used the word scary. And I think this is a big problem. And I, I'm on Suarez's side to go outside, but unfortunately statistics have shown that whistleblowing for personal um, hasn't really uh, shown uh, success. So unfortunately he might have sacrificed, but um, I think uh, the intro was a little pessimistic and hopefully, you know, we can be a little optimistic and hopefully it'll uh, benefit in the long run. Listen, Ryan, thanks for the phone call. I would love to be optimistic. I would love to say that this is going to make a change. I hope it does. But previously, that has not been the case. Right. I'm it hasn't. Going, yeah. The, the best know? predictor of future events is past events. <laughs> I mean, you know, we got one African-American head coach. Yeah. We got one. And, and guess what? The owners aren't changing, my friend. Maybe in Denver. I know that, the, that the, you know, those kids are, are looking to sell. But owners don't give up teams every day, ladies and gentlemen. So why would, what is going to incentivize them to change their thought process right now? Hasn't not, done it. And there's not a deep well of people that's got a billion dollars sitting around that can go and buy a team. Exactly. That's a cheap team. Yeah, it, yeah really. Akil is in Jersey. Akil, you're next on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, yes. Um, I basically have two basic points uh, regarding the Brian Flores uh, matter. Uh, the first point um, something that I just kind of noticed and it just, you know, something was evident to me. Um, if, you know, the allegations that he made against his former um, employer, uh, the, the Miami Dolphins, and all the allegations that he's stating in this claim about what was alleged happened. Now, here's my question. If he was still employed, would he be suing the Miami Dolphins for those, for those various, um, under those various allegations? That's number one. Number two is... How is Brian Flores? He's suing the Giants. That's part of a class action. I, I assume there's other parties claim it's involved in a class action, but he's got the Giants suing them. So, I'm, so when he's suing, what is the how is the Giants in any way under the Rooney Rule? Because he's not even party to that. That was an agreement. My understanding that's an agreement among the owners, but that's a private agreement. He's, he's not party to that. So what, what is his damages? How is he damaged? How, how he would have to prove that the Giants damaged him in terms of money or, or reputation or anything. I, from the information that I see so far, I don't see anything to that matter. So these are the two points, and I'll just get off the I'll cut it at that if that can be addressed. Okay, thanks, Akil. Well, I'll take the Giant one second. His, his, his opportunity was what was put in, in jeopardy here. The opportunity, because... In theory, how it's supposed to work, we the NFL, because nobody was interviewing African-American head coaches, so the NFL got together with the owners, some of the owners, and said, hey, listen, with Mr. Rooney over in Pittsburgh was the ar architect of the deal some years ago, and said, let's put... Let's put some more folks in the pipeline so they can at least go through the opportunity to go through the interviewing process, okay? And... When we heard this, it was, hey, you know what? This is a great opportunity. Now, there's always the, the, you know, the pessimistic side, Gordon, that says, okay, are they really going to, I mean, they're just going to 
parade them through to say, okay, we did it, but at least they get the experience of being interviewed, right? So there's some positives out of it. You at least you go through this, you go through the situation and you hope that some people have that opportunity to land a head coaching job. All right. So in this scenario, right. And then the NFL adds, listen, it's not enough. We'll give you two. We'll give you draft choices. We'll, we'll do whatever it takes. We want you to make sure that you have minority candidates as part of your interviewing process. So now we and now it turns out that during this process, the process apparently was already as as we have understood for a while, the process was already skewed because they already told they they Dable he was gonna have the job. And Belichick is calling him, calling Flores, thinking he's Dable, congratulating him for the job. And Flores has even is three days away from getting the in the, the interview. So that means the whole thing didn't work. So that's why he's suing because that is in violation of the Rooney rule because yeah. they already made the deal. Again, I, I, you know, he was kind of making a legal point, and I'm not really well-versed enough to, to know how he is capable of showing damages. But what he has shown through just this announcement is that the entire Rooney rule is a sham. He, he has been able to, just very quickly, the fact that he got a text message from Bill Belichick. Again, not somebody he's working with at that time, not somebody who worked with the Giants, but so the, the information was so widely known within league circles that Belichick is texting him three days before Flores has even interviewed for the first time. So, yeah, I don't know if he can prove damages or how he was damaged, although it, it doesn't make him look good if he goes on another interview. There's reports that he might get the job and that he doesn't get the job. How that works out in a legal sense, I don't know. But he has already shown that it's a complete sham. Absolutely. There's no question. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. And uh, <laughs> it's been rigged. I mean, it was rigged from the start. <laughs> I mean, and here's the question, Gordon. Did, did, did somebody from the Giants tell Belichick? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that You'd be You'd have funny? to think, right? <laughs> I'm sure nobody from Buffalo told him. <laughs> That's incredible. It's incredible that this is how it starts, right? Yeah. And somebody uh, brought up a good point. Knowing Belichick and how much he hates technology, Brian uh -huh. Flores was probably listed under the heading Assistant Coach Brian. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so that he, was, he was texting Assistant Coach Brian, and he got the, the wrong Assistant Coach Brian. Yeah. Incredible. It is. Next time he's got to go through his... Uh, no wonder he hates the technology, you know? No wonder he hates all that stuff. That's right. No question about it. Mike is in Jersey. Hey, Mike, you're next on 98.7. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wanted to touch on um, what the uh, previous callers uh, had mentioned, you know, with the whole Brian um, uh, Flores and comparing it to the Colin Kaepernick. You know, uh, Colin Kaepernick had a point all those years ago, and the NFL blackballed him. I don't see the NFL uh, – um, I'm sorry. I, I see the NFL doing the same thing to Brian Flores. He's hushing it away, pushing it on the rug, and you know, making it go away. Because at the end of the day, I think you're right. Money talks. Um, it's unfortunate. Uh, they kind of did the same thing to uh, Mangini all those years ago when he spoke, about, spoke out against the, uh, 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 the NFL and the uh, Patriots and, and stuff. It's just a shame that all this stuff is happening in this day and age. I, I hear you, Mike. Thanks for the phone call. Um, yeah, I, I think that that could happen. I, I think it will happen. I don't see Brian Flores coaching again in the National Football League. Little confused with the the comparison with Mangini because Mangini was able to get another job with he Cleveland did. after he left yep. the Jets. 
So he was able to coach again. I don't think Flores is going to be that lucky. Ah. I hope I'm. I hope I'm not being. You know, I have a tendency to be overly negative just because mm-hmm. of life experience. I hope I'm wrong because he is a good. He's a. He's a good head coach. He deserves a second chance. So ho- I don't think it's going to be this go round. And actually, for his sake, I kind of hope it's not this go round because there's nothing but bad jobs left. But I hope that that's not the case. But if you were asking me to to go on the old fan duel, Larry, and and, and mm-hmm. make a make a prediction right now, I, I think I'd be on the same side as you. I mean, right now the best job, the best job available is what? Vikings. Yeah, uh, did he even did Saints? he even interview there? Saints. I mean, they're not. They're not I mean, I, I guess the Vikings would probably be the best job that's still available. At least he's got the quarterback. Kind of you know, better than the other ones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little better. Ones. A little better. L is in Jersey. Hey, L, you're next on ninety-eight-seven. Yeah. Hey, hey guys. So, um, two two points. The first is the question, I think, with the class action, and maybe you guys know better than I, is that I always wonder about is, are other coaches, maybe not current coaches, but other black coaches going to join the class action lawsuit? And I'm thinking about the black coaches that were hired, then got quickly fired, those who were not able to then get another job or an opportunity or had some of the same experiences with with teams that we don't know about, right? So that's that's the first comment that I would like to make. And then I think the second the second comment that I want to make on this end is this: I think Brian Flores speaks for I think a lot of us that are African American who have been qualified, highly qualified, and have been passed over. And I just think that there's a you know. That you, you, you feel it when I'm reading social media, and I think you feel that. And then, oh, and the last thing is you talked about, will things ever change? I don't think things will change in the present, and I don't think things will change in the short term. But I do think there's an inevitability. At the end of the day, this league is 70% African-American. And while they may not want to do something right now or even in four to five years, at some point, Somebody or a group is going to say enough's enough because at the end of the day, we're really talking about human dignity here. And we're all of an age where we're just tired. We're absolutely just tired. Thanks. I hear you, L. Thanks for the phone call. Gordon, we're up against the clock, but I just cannot believe that I'm sitting here in 2022 and I was on the air a little bit ago when there were no African-American head coaches, and then Art Shell was finally hired. I, I can't believe that we've come this far to from none. We've had but four or five and then back to one. I, I just can't believe it. I can't believe we're in this situation again. Yeah, and to ask other coaches to step up and, and join the lawsuit, uh, again, it's almost like with Brian Flores. I mean, he's paying he, – he's probably going to pay a huge price, and it's a huge step that he's taking individually – I don't know how much other people are willing to do that because that's a huge that's a huge ask. That's a huge it ask. It is. We've been talking about the Brian Flores situation. We also will talk about uh, Tom Brady finally retiring. But let's continue our conversation. Let's go to Buddha in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing tonight? Buddha. You know, I find it absolutely shocking that John Mara interviewed black candidates with no intent to hire. 
could have told you about this dude. I mean, not saying you, but you know, I done spoke to. Him. Listen, he's he, he, he's one of the biggest problems. If you really pay attention, you know, some of the rule changes and all that stuff. No celebrating. That guy don't love black people that much. And um, you know, I was listening earlier, and also the previous caller, and like a lot of discussion focused on like legal outcomes. You know, there's two things with that. You know, first, the firm representing him is not going to take that case. There wasn't no, any chance of winning, or they didn't have something even maybe more than what they released already. But second, the action that he's taking is more important than the outcome. You know, with, with Flores, you know, um, Flores, he learned the lesson here himself. You know, when Minka Fitzpatrick spoke about how Jay-Z was being used as a prop by, by Goodell, and, and, you know, they brought him in to consult about the music, you know, that was going to be played, the music, you know, which they always loved to do with colorful, you know, um, he blasted Jay-Z's music in practice and then promptly, you know, traded Fitzpatrick afterwards. So I, I feel like he needs to call that young man and, and apologize because, you know, with the shoes on the other foot, it's not so, so much fun. But, you know, as far as things change, when you were talking and you were saying you don't see how things could change, and, you know, these guys are rich and we know all of that and everything, you know, as a person of color, that's a black man. I mean, never forget that person. I'm a black man. That's what we always got to get to for ourselves. You know, you know we got to stop coming from this non-strength-based perspective. You know, in 1954, people, after the Brownsville Board of Education, they sent their children, their children, into hostile environments, people spitting on them, throwing stuff at them. Their children they sent in there. They didn't do it for their children just to get a good education. They did it for people down the road to be able to prosper off of them sacrificing, off of them taking a loss. So whether he gets another job, which we know he's not getting, that is really irrelevant. Now, as people of color, we got to stop sitting around talking about how, oh, this is just going to happen to us. You know what? They gave y'all some ratings last week of what those games rated out as. It's time for the black community to mobilize. You know, my family has been getting in my butt for the last few years about this NFL. Whitey, the leader of the band. And you know what? She's 100% right. Mm. They don't need my viewership. They don't need me, right? They so good. They so rich. They so powerful. Imagine if black folks mobilized and said, we're not watching, we're not purchasing, we're not taking part until you make some of these changes. That's how you get them to fix it. It got nothing to do with whether, you know, you play some Negro spirituals before the games or the president says this is bad or this person says that. Affect them where they feel it, in the parking lot. It is about money, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call. And I hear what you're saying. And it's just, for me, I guess I'm looking at, and I'm not even looking at Brian Flores per se, I'm looking at down the road. And I'm looking at the short-term change. And yes, I understand something. You, somebody has to do something for there to affect some kind of change. And you can't just continue to do nothing and expect change. So I get that. It's just from a realistic standpoint, I just, right now, in the moment, I can't see how the change becomes effective. I can't see what would force, and, and Spike Lee said it on the K-Show, Gordon, it, only, it would only take one owner to do that. 
it would only take one owner to be what the Roonies did. I mean, that's why Mike Tomlin is still there because the Roonies gave him that opportunity. So it would take another owner to just say, you know, I'm going to take a shot. Listen, <laughs> uh, you know, the Johnsons did it with Herm Edwards and Todd Bowles. So there are, and there have been African-American head coaches. It's just that for right now in this point, I just don't see how it changes because it just seems like the more things that are put in to try to stimulate change, the more anti-change these owners have become to say, no, I'm still not doing it. You can't make me hire who I don't want to hire. I don't care what you do. I'm not doing it. And so with that type of stubbornness, it, and for this moment in the forefront, I just don't see how it changes. Well, look, I, I hope I'm wrong. I, I think you hope you're wrong, that, that, that it does change, and it's not as personal to me, obviously, because I'm, I'm a white guy, but I just know how this, this goes. Today, it's a big story. It's everywhere. It's going to be the front page. It's going to be the back page, and it'll be that way for the next couple of days. But what happens? Life keeps moving forward. Keep, life keeps – other things happen. Other things go on. And I just know that people have a very short attention span. So hopefully this is the type of thing where there's, there's more that comes out when the lawsuit takes place. I'm just, I just lived long enough to know that, that change doesn't – it's all well and good to say there's going to be change now, but we've seen in the past that does not always happen. I, I'm, Washington's a perfect example. You know, I'm seeing all these stories on Twitter about, oh, they're changing their uniform, they're changing their uniform. I'm thinking to myself, the owner there – Mm. I mean, all the things that have gone on with Washington and his time there, yeah. and, and we're worried, oh, what's the new name going to be? People forget very, very quickly. I mean, we, they're still trying to get the emails released. <laughs> right. <laughs> from what happened with all the stuff from before with the NFL. They're still trying to get the emails released. No, Larry, they have new uniforms. They're going to be called the Commanders next year. Hey, uh, let's go oh. to the merchandise shop and buy a jersey or two. It's unbelievable. Bruce is in Flushing. Hey, Bruce. Hey, guys, uh, before I get to the lawsuit, I just want to let you and the audience know um, that um, 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 Flores is going to be on CBS Morning News tomorrow morning. So if you want to watch him with his lawyers, he's going to be on. On the lawsuit, to me, it's going to end the one of two things. Either the commissioner is going to go to one of the owners and say, listen, I need you to hire Flores and do me a solid, and I'll pay you back somewhere down the line. And if he gets hired, the lawsuit basically gets killed. Or they're going to offer him a gazillion dollars. And um, I assume Flores is, is married and has a family. Am I correct in that? He does, yep, yep. Okay, so, I mean, if, if, if they offer him a gazillion dollars, and he knows he's going to go work in the NFL again, he has to take it, or he winds up like Kurt Flood, doing a fantastic thing and and, and suffering the consequences for it. Um, and, and, and as a family man, you know, it's, it's part of your responsibility to, to make sure you, you support the family. As much as you, you know you, you want to do the right thing, that, that comes into play. So if the NFL comes to you and offers you, I don't know, $100 million to call up the lawsuit, Odds are you take the money, or how are you going to support your family for the rest of your life? I hear what you're saying, Bruce. Thanks for the phone call. Um, I don't see Commissioner Goodell saying anything to anybody because he works for them. 
they don't work for him. And I don't know how he'll go to one of those co- those owners, Gordon, and say, listen, you know, we're taking the big hit here. I really need you to hire somebody, whether it's, whether it's <laughs> Flores or another African-American head coach or whatever it is. I don't see it going that way. Now, listen, I could be wrong, and I hope I am, but in 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 the who's the boss routine, <laughs> that that doesn't seem to work that way for me. And for him to go to the to a team and say, "Hey, hire Flores, and we'll take care of you." Down, that's almost worse. I mean, that's more of the same stuff. It's worse. That's not fixing anything. Yeah. So that's bad. Flores signed a five year contract with Miami when he got the job. I think he was getting like three million dollars a year. Uh, but money aside. Mm-hmm. I don't know Brian Flores outside of what I've seen on TV and interviews and stuff like that. He does not seem like a guy that is going to like if you if you take this step, you're in it. If you're in it for a penny, you're in it for a pound. Mm-hmm. He's he's to me he's a guy that said, "You know what? I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees." Mhm. Yep. And I don't get the sense that he is going to be checking out on this and say, "You know all that stuff I said?" Ah, I was just I was just a little heated at the time. No, he's he's in it now. And no, he's I don't in think it. And he understood any... it before he got in it. Uh, absolutely. I, I mean, with the lawyers, I'm sure that these are good lawyers. It's the Southern District of New York that they filed it with. It's not some some Mickey Mouse little thing that they just did for publicity. This is they're serious. They're serious. They're serious. They they want to affect change. That's why they did it this way. They want to affect change, and they have and listen. This is what's real interesting is I can't wait to see what else they have. I mean, just what they flashed out was not bad. I mean, the Belichick, the Belichick tweet is not thing, bad. I mean, the Belichick <laughs> thing, essentially, if that's a, an actual t- – if they can verify, which I think would be pretty easy to do, mm-hmm. if that's an actual text set from Bill Belichick that shows you whether or not – I don't know, again, a legal sense. I don't know if you need more than that, but in just a, a real – you know, a smell test that mm-hmm. shows you that the whole thing's a sham. In the court of public opinion, exactly. the ruling rule does not work. It's official now. All the conversation, well, it should work. Well, maybe Well, maybe it does. Well, maybe it's the candidates. Well, maybe. Listen, Eric Bieniemy could have told you it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. And now we have it. it. It's official. It does not work. The fact, that they, the fact that it wasn't going well is why they decided to come up with one to try to right a wrong that was perceived. And so... That's what they're trying to do. So I, I understand what you're saying in the sense about we all have to get together and all this. But this is not about Black History Month. This is not about whether the basketball, the Nets and Knicks could be in first place in the Eastern Conference. We would still be talking about this because this is an issue the National Football League has had forever. Forever. So this is not like a current events story. This is a story that continues to happen. And we're trying to, and it has happened so much. And Brian Flores is so upset about it and having gone through it that he is basically willing to give up any opportunity to coach in the National Football League again. That's more important than current events, my friend. Well, you brought up Art Shell before. Art Shell got hired in 1989. So that's 33 years ago. And it, it predates that because Art Shell was one of those guys that it, it was like a couple of years before he got the opportunity to coach. And same right. thing with Tony Dungy. Tony That's Dungy right. was out there for a long time. It was Forever. year after year after year. Forever. People were wondering, when's he going to coach? When's he going to coach? When's he going to coach? It's just crazy. It's crazy. Joe is in Jersey. What's up, Joe? 
Hey, hey, good evening, guys. How are you? Hey, Joe. Um, so, so uh, look, this is obviously a very sensitive subject, and, and rightfully so. Um, I think, you know, without seeing the, or reading the actual lawsuit um, from Flores, uh, you know, if, if he was unjustly, if he didn't actually get an actual opportunity, a, an actual shot at interviewing, you know, uh, for, his, for, for, for a job with the Giants, um, that their decision was already made. I, I totally understand that, and, and, and he's got a point, and he's got a case. My issue is with the Rooney Rule itself, okay, which, which previous callers have, have, have mentioned, and the rule is flawed from the beginning. Now, I think that you guys agreed, for, agreed with that. Um, I heard you guys call, you know, uh, say that, and, and, and the, Rooney, the Rooney Rule is flawed from the go. But there's a few different things. How you fix it, okay, is one thing. How you implement it now? How to prove the Giants or or uh, Mr. Mara in this interviewing process with this uh, with Dolphins head coach? Maybe they already decided that they obviously the evidence or so-called evidence was leaning towards the head coach. So let me ask you guys this, and here's my question: If they actually wanted this gentleman, the, the Dable, okay, do do you guys think they should have to bring in other candidates to just satisfy the Rooney rule? And I'll listen and, uh, and wait for your response. All right, thanks for the call, Joe. Um, I'm torn to answer that, to be honest with you, because I believe that even though they may go in saying this is going to be our guy, who's to say that Flores could come in and give them something that they never even thought of? And so he still has that opportunity, okay, to make a difference. He still has that opportunity and is owed that opportunity. And sometimes it's where it falls, right? Who's to say that if he got a chance to interview before Dable, maybe he, maybe he gets the job? I don't know. Now, Mara in the statement says it was neck and neck. It was between the two of them down to the 11th hour, okay? That's what he says. Apparently, Bill Belichick says <laughs> Bill Belichick's got better information than John Mara. He does. Wow, Probably. that's amazing. Maybe he's talking to Chris. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Oh, look, I think we all can agree that the Rooney rule is not perfect. Nope. Uh, it's, 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 it's flawed. It's not a great system. But the problem is, come up with a better system. Yeah. It's really hard to do so. And here's my problem with it, is because I'm sure if John Mara were asked publicly about it, he would say, uh, we as owners have to take this serious. He would talk about how serious he takes the Rooney rule. But the actions that are being alleged just proves that he didn't take it seriously at all. He made up his mind ahead of time, and then he was just going to, there was a rule in place, and he was going to do what he had to do to circumvent that rule so that, he, that, that, that it was carried out. But if he, if he were to speak in public, he would, not, he would not speak the way it looks like, or at least is being alleged he acted here. Javi's in Jersey. What's up, Javi? Hey, what's, guy, what's up, guys? How are you? Hey, Javi. All right. Um, so, just tuned in now, so I didn't hear the complete segment. But the rule itself is very unfair because this will happen all the time. And if it turns out that the Giants already made up their mind pre before they met with, um, with uh, Flores, then 
who's to say anybody else will. And, and I just want one other point. At what point will we decide? Okay, now we have to you know, we have to we have to evenly scout running backs that are Hispanic. Like it's never going to be fear. That's the way it works. I'm in sales. If somebody doesn't like my product, he won't buy from me. I don't want any special. I don't want special treatment. Hobby, hey Hobby, guess what? <laughs> African Americans don't want special treatment either. We just want it to be fair. We just want to have an opportunity. Thanks for the phone call. And the fact that they had to elevate to even be a rule means that it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair. It's it's this is a sport that is seventy percent. African-American. And you mean you can't find three African-American head coaches? And, numbers and get are this. dropping. And I know. And get this. It's not just in the NFL. <laughs> it's not just in the NFL. Look at colleges. It's even worse there. It's even worse there. It's ESPN New York tonight. Let's go back to the phones at 1-800-919-3776. Let's touch base with uh, Laurent in Queens. Laurent, you're next on 98.7. Hey, how you guys doing today? So I just really want to touch base about the Mike Flores thing. Um, I, I, I feel that if, if it's true, he has a good um, suit on his hand. You know, me, I, I'm a store manager, and I've had plenty of times where I knew who I wanted as a, you know, as the lead candidate, and my DM used to give me pushback, like, "Well, you know who you want, won't you? Won't you just pick the person?" I still got to give everybody a chance to, you know, woo me, and maybe somebody else comes up, comes out, and say, you know, makes me change my mind. So if that's the case, and the Giants had a um, pick prior, and I'm a Giants fan, and I'm hoping it wasn't like that because you know we've had things with like Haskins. When they say you know he won't hire African American quarterback, which I'm glad they didn't get him, but I just think if he has a, a a good leg to walk on, if he's feeling that that happened and is unfair. All right, Laurent, uh, thanks for the phone call. It is going to be interesting to see what else they have when the discovery comes out about this lawsuit, and I would have to think that they have a lot of stuff. <laughs> Got a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, the, the Giants stuff seems pretty clear cut. I mean, the yes. fact that, that Bill Belichick, who's not a member of the Giants, that this was such well known information to him, he felt comfortable reaching out to someone who he thought was Brian Dable, tells you three days before Brian Flores even interviewed. Yeah. That seems pretty clear cut. That that now is that a legal issue? I don't know if that's a legal issue. There's other things there that you have to work out. It seems like his lawsuit against the Dolphins is mostly because they're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. what it seems like for them. So yeah. uh, we'll see how it plays out. But yeah, I'm sure that they probably have more information than they're letting on right now. That's crazy because that would be. This is why I don't have a job, and this is why I can't get another job. Right. Well, look, if, if the Dolphins are on trial for being dum-dums, uh, they, are pro- they will be found guilty within the hour. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan's in Jersey. Hey, Ryan, you're next on 98.7. Hey, how you doing? I just wanted hey, to say, I, you know, we keep talking about the Rooney Rule and all this other stuff, but the fact of the matter is that nothing is going to change because it's, it's white ownership of these teams. And it's you know, white coaching tree is going back how many generations into these things. And it's, it's essentially the same good old boys club that you have with everything else. They're not giving anybody else an opportunity because, yeah, they already know who they want. They're going to construct whatever reasons they need to justify it to themselves. 
and give themselves a fig leaf in court, and then they're going to move on and do what they want to do. And we need to stop expecting people to just, out of the kindness of their heart and the goodness of, you know, of their soul, to do these things because they don't even they don't even see themselves as discriminating. They they always have some excuse, but they never, you know, in in history, it's not like they've always hired the best coach. You know, they were always hiring the best white coach. Okay, they always took the best white candidate for every position. And then they said, oh, well, we just got the best guy because they never considered anybody else. And now we have this rule that says that they have to consider people. And what we're finding out is uh, they don't because there's no way to enforce it. There's no way to do anything with it until you until you take the 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 choice and start handing it to a more diverse group of people. You're going to get the same decisions from the same people that you've always got. And, Ryan, based on that, and thanks for the phone call, that's why I'm a little, you know, concerned <laughs> and not optimistic yeah. until I see some minority hiring, uh, minority ownership, or, or even a voice in the room of, of, of uh, you know, of a head of, of an owner. Uh, listen, there have been some new African-American GMs who have, who have taken place, uh, one in Chicago. Uh, there's another one, I think, in Minnesota. So, you know, does that help? maybe a little bit, maybe there's another voice in the room, but you know, Gordon still the owner, the owner has the final decision on that because like the quarterback, this is the face of their franchise. The, I, and look, I, I, I'm not optimistic much like you, Larry, but to kind of get back to Buddha's point from earlier, if, if it ever did impact the bottom line, and I think that's very difficult to do when you're yeah. talking about NFL franchises and the, and, and the league as a whole, but if it ever did, these guys would fold like a cheap suit. No question. Uh, they, they, if, you, if it ever impacts their bottom line, they will move on it immediately. But that's very difficult. It's about the money. It's about the money, Gordon. That's why, the, that's why baseball spring training is going to be delayed. Oh, what a surprise. What a sh- it is? Wait a second. I thought they were making such great progress, Larry. Yeah, they're meeting sure. in the rooms. They're uh-huh. talking to each other. They're singing uh-huh. Kumbaya. Yeah. As they walk in separate directions. <laughs> Marco's in Jersey. Hey, Marco, you're next on 98.7. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. How you doing tonight? Hey, Marco. Uh, so, yeah. So, you know, talking about the Brian Flores thing, um, I've been thinking about it a lot, and I truly think that the issue is systemic. And I do think it starts at the college level, like Larry was saying before the break. Um, there's a serious lack of of you know black minority coaches at the college level, and you know I played youth football, I played high school football growing up. All my coaches were black, all my quarterbacks were black, and there's no shortage of black coaches and black quarterbacks throughout the country in youth and high school football. And I think the issue starts in college because, I mean, we've seen it plenty of times. They tell these quarterbacks, "Oh, you're you're more of an athlete. You'd probably just be better playing, you know, wide receiver or something like that." And, you know, it almost kind of gets into their minds like, oh, I guess I can't be a quarterback. And a lot of quarterbacks end up becoming coaches. And I think that pipeline is getting cut off somewhere. And I think it's starting at the college level because um, it's it's just it's a serious lack. And, you know, even Lamar Jackson a few years ago, people were saying, oh, yeah, he should probably just try to be a wide receiver. And I think deep down that does it is rooted in racism and. I think a lot of people don't want to accept that, but it's the truth, and it's a hard truth to accept. But the issue is systemic, and until it starts changing at the lower levels and making its way up to the top, you know, I don't really see change. And that's why the Rooney Rule, as it could be controversial, but at the 
same time, like you said, it is almost needed because these guys aren't going to do it on their own behalf. So it's almost you can't win, but, you know, the issue is truly systemic, and I think it does start at the college level, and something needs to be done, but, you know, I, I, I don't know what that is. But it well, is Mark, a very tough answer. It is. It is, Marco. Thanks for the phone call. It's 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 got somehow it's got to do with money, Gordon. <laughs> yeah. That's what normally solves it. Whether it's sitting out the NFL, whether it's not watching it, whether it's what whatever it is, it's got to be done where there's a financial penalty. That's the only way things get done. That's the only way it gets done. It's a shame, but that's the way it is. Davidson Rockland. Hey David, you're next on ninety eight seven. David. All right, we'll check back with him. Must be sound like he's hammering something. Uh, let's go to Max in the Bronx. What's up, Max? Larry, Gordon, you know, y'all know I've been calling these stations for a long time. I don't know about y'all, but this is trading places come to life. Don't this sound like the Dukes in the bathroom with Valentine? And they talking about, you think we have let a black run off with our company? It's the same thing. For people to be acting like this ain't even going on, I'm a chief man. I've been a chief man for 30 years. And see the thing Eric Bieniemy been through is a crime, bro. I'm upset he didn't do this two years ago. Come on, bro. I called a radio station and said this was going on like three years ago. And I said the Giants was one of the main culprits. They like, ha, oh, ha, they, 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 they shot me down. Oh, how can you believe that? You, you believe the Giants is racist? Come on, bro. Come on. It, it, it's ridiculous. A guy been to two Super Bowls with the four championship games and a guy that's putting tape on people's feet, get a head coaching job, and, 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 and what's the name? Whatever, whatever place is that? that they, oh, in, in Denver? Mm-hmm. Come on, bro. This, this, the dude in the Raiders, this guy got a basically a damn near criminal record and he's getting a head coaching job. People don't the, – where's the, where the stuff that came out about the guy – it, 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 with the Raiders. What was stuff coming out about him like they did Brian Flores? And you think that wasn't on purpose, the stuff that came out about Brian Flores? How about Eric Bieniemy? They describe him as a dummy, basically, talking about he don't interview well. The guy do interviews every week in Kansas City. Yeah. After every game, before every game, before every practice, he has interviews with the, yeah. with the media. He I hear what you're saying, Max. He looks more to me. Yeah, thanks for the phone call. Listen, well, the the situation with Eric Bieniemy, fortunately for him, was that even though he didn't get the head coaching job, his OC job was still available. So Gordon, he he had a you know he had a, a safety net in that case. Uh, otherwise, maybe he would have done a different thing. You you never know what people will do uh, in this situation of frustration. I mean, listen, don't I'm sure there's been many coaches who have gone through who thought they did a great job who thought they had a great interview only to be found out that they didn't get the job i mean just think about this gordon josh mccown <laughs> I, I i brought that up to you the other night you did I mean, josh on. mccown it's, it's, i mean i mean no head coaching not even the coordinator experience no nothing 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 at all. Just walk right in. And, and it's clear that they, if you read the tea leaves, they, they want to hire him. They want to make him the head coach. And maybe they will end up making him the head coach. And, and to just, you know, I know um, Eric Bieniemy gets brought up a lot because it's such an egregious case. And, and you'd think that by now he would have gotten at least one opportunity someplace. 
With Flores, it's worse because you know Flores, like maybe Eric Bieniemy won't be a good head coach. There's at least that possibility. He's never been the head coach, so we don't know. Mm-hmm. Flores has been the head coach, and he did a pretty decent job outside yeah. of the one year where they were supposed to be tanking, and he didn't want to tank, and they won some games, and that was a losing year. He had back-to-back winning years in Miami, which it's like dog years. I mean, that's like <laughs> that's like 12 wins someplace else. So it's just crazy that this is the way it's gone. All right, help me out, Gordon. What was uh, Gase's record his last year in Miami? I think it was six and ten. I think got hired right away. Two more years. Got hired yep. right away. Right away. Right away. Same division. Yeah, you would think that they they saw him right. They 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 knew him <laughs> backwards and forwards and every which way. And um, that was not the case. I think no, actually he was se- uh, he was seven and nine the last year. He had a six okay. and ten year one year, and he had a seven and nine year one other year. So mm-hmm. it was not good. No, not to get a job right away. No, three years, two losing years, job right away. And back-to-back horrible years. Oh, my God. I mean, as bad as bad a head coach as you'll ever see in your life. You can he live is, to be 100. He is the head coach in what Mike Glennon is the quarterback. In. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Gettleman's the GM. <laughs> This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.